whoever's in charge here, said Reinhardt, holding the young officer's eyes as he took his hat off. The officer's face darkened, but he cocked his head inside. Sergeant! Sergeant! A second officer pushed his way out of a crowd of people milling in the entrance. Reinhardt thought he recognized him, a man well into middle age, tall, lanky, with old-fashioned sideburns. Although, if it was him, the man used to be a lot heftier and bulkier. Cavalry's here, Sarge, the young officer said. Reinhardt ignored him as the older officer threw his colleague a reproachful look. Good morning, sir, he said. What Officer Dichler means, sir, is we was about to call the armies, I mean the American military police. We didn't know if anyone was coming out from Crippo at this hour. Well, some of us detectives are up and about, Reinhardt said, smiling, his voice soft. Inspector Reinhardt, Schoenberg, Crippo Division. Yes, sir. No offence at our surprise in seeing you, sir. And why's that? Because they don't usually stir themselves for what seems like accidents or open-and-shut cases, said Diekler. Especially not at this hour. Who says it was either of those? He was drunk. He fell down the stairs, Diekler snorted. That's all it is. Show me what you've found. Sergeant Frunzer isn't it? Reinhardt suddenly remembered the man's name, feeling it slip onto his tongue from out of nowhere, it seemed. Something in the man's appearance, those old-fashioned sideburns, the accent triggering a memory of a line of struggling, sweating policemen trying to hold apart a seething mass of Nazis and communists, and Frunzer reeling away with blood, sheeting his cheeks, but a brown-shirted thug caught under his arm, the lout's face turning red inside the policeman's armlock, as Frunzer calmly recited the man's rights to him. That it is, sir. Frunzer, very glad to see you remember, sir, he said, ignoring the way his younger colleague rolled his eyes. This way, sir. Last time I saw you, you were up in one of the Tiergarten stations. Time's moved on a bit, sir. You go where they send you these days, Frunzer replied, a quick glance at Reinhardt. He could not tell what the glance might have meant but an experienced officer like Frunzer, especially one his age, ought not to be running a night shift in a place like Neukölln. It had always been a rough neighborhood, left-wing, working class, where the cops had never been welcome, and Reinhardt did not think things had changed much as Frunzer led him through the small crowd of people to the bottom of the stairs, over to where the body of a man lay face up. The light in the entrance was a shifting mix of flashlights, candles, and lanterns held by the policemen and by the cluster of people, men, women, and children, to the side of the stairs. It made for a confusing play of shadows, but there was light enough for Reinhardt to see that the man's nose and mouth were a puffed and bruised welter of blood that fanned the bottom of his face and jaw, and had soaked into the clothes on his left shoulder. There were scratches and lesions on his face, on his scalp, and on his hands, the skin of his knuckles stripped raw. Reinhardt's eyes were drawn back to the injuries around the nose and mouth, the wounds framed by black and blue discolorations that indicated he had received them some time before dying. If he got those falling down the stairs, Reinhardt thought, he would have lain here a good long time before dying, and there was no pooling of blood, so far as he could see. Has forensics arrived yet? No, sir. It should be Berthold coming. I called him before I left. Any identification on the body? None, sir. Keys? Money?
Nothing, sir. Reinhardt pulled on a thin pair of old leather gloves, then reached under the man's neck, lifting it gently. The head did not quite follow, slipping from side to side. Broken neck, sir, asked Frunze. It would seem so. Anyone find a bottle? No, sir, Frunze sighed. But the man does smell of booze. I reckon he spilled a bit down the front of his clothes. But much as Diechler would like this to be opened and shut, I've a feeling it's not. No, probably not. Who found him, Sergeant? he asked, gently feeling and pinching his way down the man's arms, feeling the heft to the limbs. The building's superintendent, or what passes for one these days, sir. Here. Frunze indicated an elderly man in a threadbare dressing gown, with a tangled rosette of iron-grey hair running around his head from ear to ear.